0: I was sitting in the interview for my first corporate manager job. You know, I really felt like it was going really well. The next question that came up, how are you going to manage a team that is older than you? That was a really great question. (laughs) I didn't really actually have an answer. How am I gonna manage a team of people older than me? I guess we better figure that out. Welcome to The Corporate Middle, your survival guide for corporate insanity. Welcome to The Corporate Middle. I am your host, Donald Metter. So, how do you manage a team of people that are way older than you? Most of the time, the team that you're going to inherit, especially when you get your first manager job, are going to have decades more experience than you do so how are you going to do it how are you going to pull them together effectively well let's just jump right into it the first thing you need to do is get over yourself more often than not it's probably your own insecurity that thinks this is going to be a big deal you're worried about managing older team members because you're more worried about their perception of you you're afraid they're going to think you're too young or you don't have enough experience You're more concerned about yourself and the perception that they have of you. Actually, when I did get that first corporate manager job, I grew a beard almost immediately because I was afraid of that. I was afraid of looking young. I knew that no matter what manager's meeting or director meeting I went to, I was going to be the youngest guy in the room. But the truth is, most people, they don't really care. I guarantee you, you're actually worrying and thinking about it way more than anybody else. More often than not, as soon as you come in and you start doing a good job and are actually adding value, people are going to be fine. You really have to get over yourself. Stop worrying so much about what you think is other people's perception of you. You have the job for a reason. Go do the job, do it correctly. The absolute Worst thing you can possibly do is to come in and try to combat that perception by dominating. You're going to come in and you're going to be the boss. When I was in college, I actually interned at a, a whirlpool factory, and and one of the jobs that I had was I was the supervisor of the loading dock. You know, I was this 22 year old kid supervising these union members that had been there for 30 years. I had to coordinate the forklifts and how they were unloading the trucks. And, you know, one day they came up, the forklift driver came up to me uh, and he told me, he said, Hey, you know, I don't think we're going to be able to get this load finished before the shift runs out. Well, I didn't think that was such a great idea. I, I, I thought it was, we had to figure out a way to do it. So what I did, I told him, you need to dump the load. And what that means is to literally just dump the whole entire load of that truck on the loading dock. And he looked at me and he said, you know, that's not really how we do things around here. I looked right back at him and I said, well, that's the way we're going to do things today. (laughs) And let me tell you, I felt really good when I said that. It felt good to have that little bit of authority. And he kind of looked at me a little quizzical and said, okay. And he went off and he did it. And he basically covered the entire loading dock with pallets of refrigerator parts and dryers and just a giant mess. And so when the next shift came in, let me tell you, the forklift drivers were pissed. I had basically put them behind an hour worth of work. Now they had to go in and try to figure out where all these pallets needed to go. Instead of doing it in an orderly manner, I had messed everything up because I didn't want to listen to the guy that had some experience I wanted to come in and be the boss because I knew what was going on. (laughs) This is the absolute worst possible scenario and the worst thing you can do. Not just being a new manager or even managing older employees. This is the worst thing you can do, period. Anytime you go into it thinking you already know the answer, you already knew the solution, you will fail. I guarantee it. Every single time I've seen this repeated over and over again. So don't do it. That is the worst thing you can do. And it's even worse when you have a team that is extremely experienced. I promise you, they are smarter than you are. And so you need to accept that. But what are we what what are we really afraid of? I think we're afraid of that 1% scenario. The, you know, the worst case scenario where you come into a situation where they don't respect you, they don't feel you have the knowledge. Or maybe they don't feel like you deserve to be in the position of power that you're in. That's rare, but it does happen. As a matter of fact, it happened to me. As part of that first job, I had a extremely difficult employee. And one of the things that she said was she didn't feel I had the necessary knowledge To Make the decisions and many times she would mumble under her breath about how young I was how inexperienced she legitimately didn't like me and did not feel I should be in that position. That is absolutely (laughs) the worst case scenario and probably the thing that we're most scared of. They're just not going to be able to take direction from someone younger than them. This does happen. It it, it is a thing and you're right to worry about it but it is rare. What do you do in those situations where you don't have their respect and, and maybe they do you know resent you a little bit? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. There's nothing you can do. I, I, you can Google all the stuff you want, how to handle difficult employees and you know how to deal with these situations. And I'm just going to tell you right now, the reality of the situation is if they do not respect you and they resent you, they don't want to take direction from you. There is no tactics. There is nothing you can do. So don't stress about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. I promise you, it will work itself out in the end. You're going to manage your team the way you manage your team, and you need to do it correctly. You go out there, you do your job, and you add value. As long as that individual is not poisoning the rest of the team or openly question you in front of other team members, you're going to be fine. You have to deal with it quickly, quietly, and bluntly. You have to make sure that you are upfront about the expectations and you're upfront about the issues that you're facing. You just have to let them know, "Look, this is the situation. I'm the boss, whether you like it or not." I hate pulling the boss card, but sometimes you have to when you have employees like that that don't respect you. It it might happen. And there's nothing you can do about it. All you can try to do is control the fallout. The worst thing you can do in these situations is just avoid the confrontation completely. And this is more of a broader issue that I've seen in management of late of people just kind of letting things go. And I did say that things will work themselves out and they will, but you have to make sure that you're actually having the conversation with the individuals when the behavior is not acceptable. It's even more pronounced of people trying to avoid it, especially when, when the individuals have way more experience. They feel a little bit like they're trying to get on to their mom or their grandpa, but it's important to remember that older doesn't always mean wiser, but they do have more experience. You want to make sure you listen and understand where they're coming from, but you do have to make sure that you're confronting the behavior immediately. You don't want to just let it go, especially if it's becoming toxic and starting to leak into any public arenas, meetings, and things like that. And the most important thing you can do, especially as a new manager, is to document Every single time you have a conversation with an employee where there's some type of coaching. Anytime you're trying to talk about anything corrective whatsoever, write it down. Time, date, what you talked about it. This will be extremely important if you actually have to take any sort of action. Make sure you're doing that. So that's important. Okay. So we've talked about a lot of bad stuff. We talked about how, you know, potentially you may have someone who doesn't respect you and and there's really not a lot you can do about it other than to address the behavior specifically. Let's talk about a little bit happier things. How do you connect and motivate someone who is older than you with more experience? The first thing you need to do, and probably the hardest, is to throw away any stereotype you may be holding on to. Because every single person is different regardless of their age. You've got to look and understand what is their specific motivation for being at work. Why are they there? And this is no different regardless of, of the age. You should be doing this with every employee. You need to understand their unique individual wants, desires, and needs. And it can be exhausting if you have a huge team, but this is the only way that you're going to be successful is if you truly understand why they're there, why are they at work, why do they show up every day, what do they want out of their career. If you don't understand these things, anything you do is going to be irrelevant. You must understand the individual first. Many times, one of the differences I have seen in employees with more experience, and again, after I told you to throw away stereotypes, I'm going to throw a couple in here, is that a lot of times people that have been in a position for a really long time, 15, 20 years, they're great at their job. They love their job. They don't want to do anything different. They don't care about promotions or anything like that. What they want is recognition and appreciation. They want you to be able to see their value. And Again, that is certainly falls into probably the stereotype category, but A lot of stereotypes kind of do have a little basis in fact. I have seen that several times, but again, it does differ. I've seen some individuals that completely blow that out of the water. But the important thing is that first part, right? Make sure you're actually talking to the individual and understand exactly what's going on. You want to make sure that you're providing a clear vision and direction to them on how you manage, your style, what you want them doing, and what you expect the team to be doing. And then you need to get out of their way so they can do it. There's a great chance that they're going to view the problems completely differently than you would. And the process that they're going to go about it to solve those problems is going to be different as well. The key thing here, that's okay. That's not a big deal. Your focus should be on the end result and not necessarily the process they take to get there. As long as the work is being done correctly in an appropriate amount of time, it really doesn't matter how they view the problem or how they get there. Again, it's, it's seeing that end value. When you walk into that new team, you got to remember that they're afraid. And they're afraid because everyone hates change. Everybody does. The biggest fear that they have is how is this change going to affect them? They don't care about you so much or how old you are, how much experience you have. What they care about is how your behavior and the things you're going to do impact them. What you have to focus on is explaining the impacts to them, the change, what's going to happen, and being as clear as you can and upfront about that. That's where a lot of the apprehension lies between managers and and team members and, and vice versa, regardless of age or circumstances, Everybody's terrified because they don't understand the change. A lot of times they may not know why you're in the position you are, but they want to understand how does this impact me personally? Is this going to affect me every day? The easier you can speak to that security piece for them, the easier the transition is going to be and the better the relationship is going to be. The trust that you're eventually going to have with your team is going to be built over time. You're not going to be able to walk in and immediately have their respect and trust that's going to be something that you're going to earn over time with consistency in your action, consistency between your words and your action. That's what's going to get your trust. And like I talked about before, <laughs> there is a chance that you may have an issue and, and they may not just like you. But the truth is, it's kind of irrelevant if they like you. You're, you're really not seeking their approval. You want to validate their opinions, but you, know, you are the one making the decision. Your focus is on trying to get the best out of your team. So you don't want to be afraid to be their leader because you're seeking some sort of approval from them or anything like that. The biggest thing is to understand their personal needs and then lead your team based on the results you need to achieve. As a manager, if you treat people like individuals, like human beings, and give them the tools to be successful, your team is going to be successful regardless of the number of years of experience they have. There isn't this huge gap or this crazy thing you need to do. The focus is on treating them like individuals, understanding why they're there, and giving them the tools to be successful. Those are the most important things you can do. All right, so that's been a bunch of information, so let's try to get a good summation and wrap this up. What are the key takeaways for today? Number one, you are probably worrying way more about your age than other people. So just get over yourself to start with. Number two, don't come in and try to dominate people or the conversation. You need to listen and value the experience and opinions they have. Don't assume you know everything because you don't. Number three, make sure to treat your team as individuals and understand what motivates them specifically. Number four, don't be afraid of that confrontation if you do have an issue with an individual Make sure it's addressed quickly and it's specific and actionable. Number five, understand that trust and respect take time. And these are things that you have to earn. You're not going to be able to walk in the door and get it just because of your position. Being able to manage someone with far more experience than you have is going to be a key driver in the success that you can have as a leader and the success that you can have within your team. So it's important to be able to have these type of soft skills to be able to manage anyone regardless of age or experience. Thanks for listening today. I love answering your pressing middle management questions on how just to get through your day. We're going to figure out what works and what doesn't work. If you have a question you want me to answer or just a crazy story you want me to share, head on over to thecorporatemiddle.com or you can send me an email, donald at corporatemiddle.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And remember, the reward for good work is just more work. See you next time.